welcome to Fruiting Body Podcast, and I'm your host, Brendan O'Neill. I'm a Canadian expat living in Phuket, Thailand, and Fruiting Body is a medicinal mushroom company. Our intentions of this podcast is to connect with people living on the island and share their stories with you. This is episode four with Kitty Teppo. Kitty is a CrossFit coach living on the island of Phuket, and today she'll be discussing with us uh, the real side to CrossFit and, and what she believes is going on in this industry. Um, Kitty's been in Phuket for a long time. I think over 10 years she was originally working at Tiger Muay Thai and AKA. Um, so we'll be discussing a little bit about that as well. Uh, I think this was going to be an amazing podcast. She has a lot of insight and ins and outs and, you know, the little nuggets of things going on in the island. Again, this is one of our, our first podcasts, so it's number mm-hmm. four. Uh, we'll give you an idea of what we do here. It's pretty basic. Uh, we're just going to chat about, like, um, your journey, what you were doing before Phuket, your journey to Phuket, and what you're doing here, and then let's just have a little fun. Um, I know I know Kitty probably the past month, two months. Well, we started off doing um, uh, working doing doing CrossFit, but I don't think we can use that word. <laughs> no. So let's let's dive into that. Tell tell us your story, Kitty. So I'm well, I'm half Thai, half Finnish. Yep. Been living out here in Phuket for the past twelve years. I did do one year in between in Finland to realize I really, really didn't want to be there. So came back. Um, I started off on the island working in the nightclubs, and now. I'm to what I love to do, which is training people. So it's been a, quite a trip. Different jobs, different places, different cities, and here I am. So you started off like the Patong Bangla Road when you first came here? <laughs> yes. Um, what year was that? 2009. End oh, of okay. 2009. Okay. So at that time, there was a club called Seduction. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I've never been. But it, <laughs> of course you haven't. <laughs> and it was Finnish owned. Hence okay. why we were then called out to go work. I was only supposed to do one season, like one high season. Ah, okay, so you came out from Finland, came out yep. here. Did you have family here at that time? Or? Um, my grandparents and them, or oh, not my grandparents, um, my mother's side yep. is up north, okay. but not on this island. Oh, okay, so you came out to Thailand, you started in, in seduction. Okay, <laughs> we've, we've probably all, all been there. I mean, now the Bangla Road's closed and, and whatnot. Oh, so sad. Yes, it's good. It's good for us. We, we can uh, be a little more... Uh, civil, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I manage not to. No. Um, <laughs> so, so then you you're you're working uh, at Bangalore Road. How did you get onto the the f- uh, strength and conditioning and the fitness side of stuff? Well, I've always been an athlete. Um, I've competed in tennis. I've uh, represented actually my hometown in twice in the students' Olympics yep. in tennis uh, back in the day. And well, it's always been a part of me. And then um, I did some. Karate, of course, because all kids have to do one of those. Yeah. I played competitive tennis for a long time. When I moved to Finland, um, kind of wanted to go back to some sort of combat sport mm. and, you know, found jujitsu and, and MMA. And that's how then when I got to Thailand, I needed to find somewhere mm. to be able to go train. And then long story short, kept training there, landed a job there, became their coach. It's just Kind yeah. of escalated from the fact that I just wanted to train. <laughs> so you're starting off with like uh, martial arts at a younger age in Finland? Uh, no, I grew up in Dubai. Ah, so, oh, okay. The story's getting... <laughs> hey. A third culture kid. Yep. Mom's Thai, dad's Finnish and grew up in a totally oh, different wow. country. CIA or... <laughs> no, see, oh, I've got two different passports too. I knew it. Uh-oh. 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 Secret agent man <laughs> over here. 
That's all right. Don't worry. We, we, we'll cut that out. No, no. <laughs> Keep that one. No. So you're, you grew up in Dubai, like uh, you're going to international schools there. You're yes. Living, I went yeah. to a very proper English speaking well, school. Yes. So that's why people probably get a bit confused on your accent. Like, where is she from Australia? Is she from it, the UK? It changes accordingly. Okay. <laughs> but yes. So okay. it started off as a very posh English accent. Yeah. Um, the school that we went to, its motto was Manneth make its man. So, hey. What is that? It's very, very posh. Manners okay. make its man. So okay. it's like, um, so it's very, very proper English, I say. Mm. And then, well, went back to Finland. Of course, didn't speak that much English. Yeah. When I moved out here to Thailand, made a hideous mistake of dating an American. Uh-oh. Ruined the accent, amongst other things. And now <laughs> I've got now I've got heaps of Aussie mates. So That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> here you go. And, and it kind of depends on who I'm with. It kind of changes. So if I'm around... Brits, it does go. What about Canadians? Who knows? Anything could a happen. Boot. boot. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. And, and so you, uh, you, you were also, you were, you were um, doing tennis in Finland. Mm-hmm. Now, was this at a national level or what type of level were you doing that at? Uh, international level. International so, level. Yeah. Uh, basically, why I said I did represent Finland twice yep. in Students' Olympics. Um Way, way back in the day. and Singles, yeah. doubles? Both, yeah, to okay. play both. And, um, yeah, played pretty well. But then along came injuries and oh, yeah, <laughs> I just, just went to tennis coaching after that. So I haven't played in a while. But. Were you doing any tennis coaching out in Phuket? Or no, no, this was training? in Finland. Just in, in Finland. Finland yep. And then basically since I've been out here, I haven't even, I might have touched a racket twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> so got, I haven't played for a long time. They've got courts over here. Actually, there was one of the guys... The guys, he lived uh, around the corner from here, Australian guy. He's like on the senior tour of the mixed doubles. But uh, I forget his name. Hopefully he's not watching this. I'm horrible <laughs> with names. Uh, Damien. Sorry, Damien. Shout out. Um, and yeah, he, he was doing that uh, out here as well. I think they would mostly go over to the Banyan tree. at uh, That's at the golf course over there. There's oh, a, Tanya Pura. And yeah, there's yeah. some courses out, out there. Awesome. So... Um, after the working at Seductions in, mm-hmm. in this, the Bangalore Road area, and uh, why don't we dive into that a bit? How was that seedy nightlife? What, what was that experience? Like? Explain. Yeah, what, yeah. Is yeah, what is Bangalore Road? What is Bangalore Road? Doesn't the know. People don't know. <laughs> no, well, when I was like working, when I started working, it was 2009, 2010. So it's a whole different ballgame. Like, um, and it was like, it was a good job in that sense, but it is like, you can do it when you're like young. And yeah. you can do it for a bit and you can do it when you're single. But like like here, because you don't have the same kind of possible regulations or, as, if, for yeah. example, in Finland. So in Finland, the bar closes at this time, it closes at this time out. Here, they're kind of like, oh, like he's still partying, seven in the morning, still partying, <laughs> eight in the morning. Okay, we'll close then. So like the lack of sleep and, and all of this and, and always being up at night and everything, it is pretty hectic and... It yeah. just gets very tiring very quick. And you did that for like a high season only or was it no, almost a No, I was supposed to come for just one high season. Okay. <laughs> just one. I was supposed to go back to Finland. Um, yeah, didn't go. No, didn't <laughs> I've go been, back. I've, been, I've been to visit a few times during this 12 years, but I didn't go after him. Okay, well, that, but that, that was a good uh, transition from, I mean, we've all partied on Bangla <laughs> to the health and fitness side where it's obviously much more stable and better on the mind as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. There was like just absolute like extreme opposite, like hectic nightlife, booze, drugs, whores, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like, you know, and then, yeah. hello, meditation, yeah. healthy food, paleo. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this is all, uh, did you, did you, sorry, did you go to AKA first or Tiger first? No, Tiger. You went to Tiger first. Yes. And uh, how, how did that come about? How did you find that job? How did you get into that, that experience? So um, I went to Tiger to train because I wanted to do jujitsu. So I was okay. training. And then um, well, I got a job there as a gear shop manager. And that's how it kind of started. And I was working there, training at the same time. Um, at this time, they were just starting to evolve into this whole CrossFit thing. And and it, um, basically, I was then, of course, because I was allowed to train for free, was always in the fitness classes. Just, I yeah. don't know, something happened. And then, um, yeah. And then when people kept coming and going, and coaches as well, they kept coming and going at Tiger. Um, it was kind of easy that, you know, I was already there. So every time somebody was gone, I was a substitute. And then it ended up just being the head coach for a bit. And, and what year was that? Was that again, just after 2009, 2010, 2011, 11? 2013 was when I was Tiger Muay Thai. Tiger Muay Thai. Okay. And if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you have a blue belt, correct? Yes. Did you do that? You got that here? Or you no, already had in that? in Finland. You already had that in Finland. Okay. So don't mess with Kitty. She'll, <laughs> she'll choke you out. All right. That, that's that's good to know now. I'm a nice person. Come on now. I don't <laughs> so, do things like that. Yeah, Nan, no, Nando told us. He's, he was on here. He's like, oh, be careful. She's got a blue belt. I'm like, oh, my God. Nando keeps trying to get me get back, you back to training. I'm sorry, Nando. I'm coming. Yeah. You think you'll, will, will you get back into training jujitsu? Do you have any plans to maybe move up, um, uh, improve, and get another and go, move on to your purple I, belt? I don't know. I've, I did go. Like I had the long break it's like an eight-year break yeah. I was training at Tiger I did do a lot of comps went to Pan Asians all of that um but then life happened and I kind of stopped and it's been eight years around since I yeah. basically rolled um and then Nando tricked me into coming to one of the classes yeah <laughs> and I was kind of surprised I wasn't that as shit as I thought I would have been a little bit slow like the technique didn't flow as it should it was kind of like uh, yeah. oh yeah but dude my body doesn't fucking move the same way it did eight years ago. I'm just saying, like mm. the flexibility, I swear when I did like a forward roll, I just felt my whole spine go like, I'm like okay, bitchy old, you know, <laughs> you need yeah. to calm down. Nando's like, are you like not fit anymore? Like what's going on? I'm like, no, 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 no. I think I broke something. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's... I mean, jujitsu can take a lot out of you. I mean, I, I, we, I don't think Talisa's doing it. I was doing yeah, it. But never did. Two years ago. And every I'm the time laziest went, in this room. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. That's where we're, we're in competition here. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that later. At, at, least you're, at least you've been better than you have. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been into two classes and then uh, I felt my body broken. And then I, said, I cannot go back again. <laughs> yeah, I think I did six, but I, I was doing okay. No, three, three classes, actually. I'll blame it on lockdown. Okay. Even what, though lockdown? that just happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or not long ago. Um, awesome. So uh, you're at Tiger. You're at Tiger Muay Thai. You're you're, you're working in the gift shop. Then you got into the gear you, shop. The, what is that? Gear shop. The gear shop. Yeah. Sorry, that's your. So, you know, now, I don't the, know what accent we're working with now. <laughs> maybe the, uh, that was, Do you want to do the Indian? That, yeah, maybe it was the Indian accent. From I don't know. Um, you're working in the gear shop. Then you got into the. Um, uh, you were kind of helping as trainers were leaving. Now was that. For the CrossFit or some, or for strength and conditioning? Um, it, like CrossFit wasn't there yet. Wasn't a it term. Was cross training. Cross training. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was coming and yeah, basically the, that and then also just regular strength and conditioning, these kind of like body fit classes. Yeah. Okay. okay. And 
let, let's okay. Let's digress a bit. Like, and we talked about this before. Well, why is that that people cannot use this term CrossFit? Or can you kind of explain the whole backstory of that? Um, and what is CrossFit? And 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 the the terminology behind it. So you've got CrossFit. Um, it's basically because it's a licensed name. Mm. Um, so if you're not a CrossFit affiliated uh, gym you can't use that name. So you need to, for example, to be able to use the name CrossFit, that you're actually a CrossFit uh, gym. You have to have a level one coach or, and also you need to get the affiliation. It's about $3,000 a year. Oh, that's what they get you. <laughs> you got to pay to play. Yeah. yeah, and then you get your level one. That costs, was it, 1000 And then every five years you need to renew it and to pay for it all the time. So it's like... Okay. Kind of don't bother with it anymore. But how do they do that? Are they like trademarking it in like They've globally? How do you live in a like? Were you born in a barn? Like, a little what? bit, yeah. Actually, <laughs> you know, I wasn't like, from Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you haven't watched the CrossFit Games. Reebok was one yeah. of their massive sponsors. But wouldn't they have to like then trademark that in every single country? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I think is, so. Is it trademark? See, would it be trademark in Thailand? Because based on trademark law, I mean, essentially... No, but then again, like the CrossFit, if you keep using it, CrossFit, uh, if you would ever want mm. to have a proper CrossFit like license, they're not going to give it to you. You don't come up on... Um, so you have to be affiliated. When you're affiliated, all of your like your gym's details, for example, go into the CrossFit main page. And uh, then they can search you and you can, you, everybody finds... Because at one point, all these CrossFitters were like, you know, it was like a cult kind of a thing. And some still are, so they, like, they will not travel to some place unless there is a CrossFit box. Now, if you're actually affiliated, you show up. If you're not, you don't. And it's, it's like just, a find your mm. partner, find find your yeah. local. Okay, so if it's like if you're Walmart and yeah. you're looking for your location, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. And okay, and then uh, and how do people in, in like your position or the industry like uh, deal with that or react to that? And, and do, do you kind of go against the grain or what are you doing specifically? Well, I I used to be very like pro CrossFit. Right, well, that's when I was like. Uh, got, I got uh, got into it, got the level ones, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then right now it's just like, uh, like for what? Like yeah. why am I paying $3,000 a year to do like exact same things as I could do without it? I could, you know, like yeah. you can't say that this, just this form of training, let's say you've got two sprints and, uh, and one exercise, this is CrossFit and nobody can use it except CrossFit. no. Mm. Bloody American football players have been using the exact same things for ages. You can't trademark that. But then, you know, it's just, I, I think it's kind of lost its. Yeah, it's, it's, it's feel, it's this, touch. Yeah. yeah. For me, at least, I don't, there, of course, there are these diehard crossfitters. But for me, it's kind of like, no. And for me, it's just, I don't see the point of then, you know, paying but, but for that. But can you call it a sport if it's trademarked? But it is like CrossFit as a sport. I do like just because it's um, to be able to be good at, at CrossFit, you have to be versatile. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough for you to be just strong. It's not enough for you to be a good swimmer. Mm -hmm. It's not enough for you to be like a good runner. You have to be able to be a good at everything to be then like good at that sport. So that's what I like about it. And I do would call it a sport, mm -hmm. but it's not like as a like CrossFit is a brand then. Than saying that it's like tennis, you know, tennis is a, a sport. In that yeah. Way. So I wouldn't say like I'm crossfitting, mm. but they do say I'm a crossfitter. I'm yeah, sounds, I don't know. sounds strange. Is that something like that when would you go trademark, to the Olympics? Or? Yeah. So well, it can't because it's if it's trademarked, yeah, it can't yeah. go to the Olympics. It, and why would it go into the Olympics if basically 
Well, kind of like decathlon the, would like would be as yeah, as exactly. because you have to run, yeah. um, jump, whatever, and all put it together, yeah, and then yeah. you get the most points wins. Yeah. So I mean, so they could piece, piece something together on that, but mm. interesting. And, and where do you see the the trend currently? Like, wh where's the trend of CrossFit? Where is that headed? You f you see it declining now? Are people? It, was it just a trend, and people are no, moving it's, into it's other still, things? But it's like. Um, for me, I've like I'm not followed CrossFit for years, yep. so I'm not really on on par on what's going on. Got on with them because like I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> like um, I don't need to have to be like I'm CrossFit level one coach or this, and I I still have I still keep that going. But um, like I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't you're not, You're kind of left that world. Yes, yes. Yeah, you realize um, yeah. maybe it was a bit of a cult. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> And it's just um, the style of training and that I do is not specific to that. Yeah. It's got bits of that. It's got bits of um, martial arts. It's got bits of like, you know, whatever sports I've done and trained at and been been qualified for. It's all like there. So what, what, what do you see the biggest mistake like younger uh, or not, uh, not so much to say younger, but new CrossFit trainers make initially when they get started? Maybe not just in the business side, but even in... As in just the, coaches in general. Even just coaching the, their, their students. Like, where do you see them making mistakes? Maybe Not just on form, but in any everything in general. Well, this is the thing. I don't know if it's changed, but for example, when I went to do my level one for CrossFit, right? Um, basically, I didn't go to do it for a very long time because I thought I wasn't good enough. Yep. Like, I need to be able to have done CrossFit for that long. I need to be able to do these movements, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then I was like, well, maybe I'll just go. And I go there and there are people who have just started like two weeks ago and they were getting coach papers. Now, here's your big mistake. Hence why the sport of CrossFit in the beginning got such a bad rep because there's so many bad coaches. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. They just read a book. They didn't have like, they had a CrossFit level, CrossFit level one coach, but they didn't have any other qualifications or anything like that. But with this piece of paper, you have the right to coach. Mm. And that was like a... So there was no prerequisite. If, if you basically paid and, and got your paper, that was there sort of like a protocol or you need to pass this type of yeah, training, was, this no, many there hours? A, there was a, a manual, then there was a weekend of like a couple of seminars and some exercises, and then there was a test. And everyone passes? Yes. Basically. 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 Everyone's getting a ribbon. All right. I gotcha. Okay, and, and then as as a, a coach, can you move up in the rankings as a trainer? Like, let's call yourself like an elite CrossFit trainer. No, Is there like, a whole program what? behind that? Are you like now fascinated by CrossFit? You keep pushing CrossFit. A little bit. Right? Okay, let's say strength <laughs> and conditioning. Like, um, well, well, let's go back to CrossFit then again. Yeah. For, for example, with CrossFit, there are different levels. You can be a level one coach, level two coach. Yeah. And to be able to be a, like a level two coach, you've had to have X amount of hours that you've coached and blah, blah, blah. So you can. TRX certified, you have different levels of TRX coaches as well. Mm -hmm. um, most of them kind of do. But then as a, just a strength and conditioning coach, no, not really. You're just a strength and conditioning coach. Just strength and conditioning. And, and, and what's good, the, ma the major difference between the two? Nothing. There's nothing. It's, it's all the same. It's kind of the same. All the same. It's all the same. Strength okay. and conditioning. It's Strength all goes in the same. Yep. Okay. And so, so recently, uh, you you've been doing the strength and conditioning out of Sutai. Mm -hmm. And again, we had Nando on uh, mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now. Um, and how did you guys come together? And how did you get involved in that? Um, 
Well, Nando, the first times I met Nando was um, from him trying to get me to go to do jiu-jitsu. Gotcha. And then basically, um, I don't know, I just kind of was thinking that this side of the island is lacking these kind of classes. Um, most of it is, is down south. So you've got the Shalong Rawai area where you've got Unit 27, you've got Tiger Muay Thai, you've got all of them down there. Up here, not so much. And like basically what we've got up this side is yoga, aerial yoga, yoga, Pilates. Aerial yoga again. Zumba, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's there's, about there's, it. There's, there's so there isn't yeah. like anything like that. So I was like, well, hey, they've got the space. Um, they have some equipment, you know, like let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And because like I'm half Thai, I don't need a work permit or anything like that. So yep. it's very, very easy for me to do that and not... Um, and not for them to have to worry about anything like that. Like if there's someone's going to check my papers or whatever, because yep. I'm Thai. So. Yep. so you still have your, so you have your Thai passport, mm -hmm. your Finnish passport, mm -hmm. maybe an Australian passport hidden in there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and possibly a Dubai passport. No. <laughs> okay. And, and, um, yeah, I, I, I was discussing that with Talise, uh, probably a, almost two months ago and we were actually, we came into Sutai and we're like, they should have CrossFit here. Like I, I, at least something, sorry, strength and conditioning, <laughs> because I mean, this is the term that comes to mind. Most know, people attach it with know. that. And, and we, and you don't really what, know. Is it like I fight UFC? Yeah. I think that's the, essentially, cause you're like, well, isn't that what it is? And you don't realize that there's another mm. way to describe it, but yeah. And then that's how we found, found you and we joined it and it's, it's definitely something that was lacking up up here. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, now with with lockdowns occurring, there's been a bit of a couple issues. <laughs> so uh, let's hope uh, that that finishes at the end of the month. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, where where do you see yourself with with uh, this type of work, strength and conditioning? Do you do you do you see yourself uh, being permanent in a gym, kind of doing this on your own, doing privates? How, how do you see yourself working with it? Um, well, probably develop it, uh, probably develop something that's like specifically my own program. But yeah, I do see myself like I'm, I'm not a fan of online coaching. Just I, I don't like online training. I, I have my reasons for it. So yeah, I would rather be in that gym, but that gym would hopefully be my gym yeah. <laughs> and nobody else's. <laughs> why, why, why are you kind of against online training? Um, for me, like... <clears throat> Even if you're doing it via online, okay, it's better than nothing, especially in times like lockdowns and that. But like, uh, I have this thing. I'm like, and I'm really anal about it. That mm. nobody gets hurt on my watch, and I need to be able to see. Now, if you're just looking at the camera, I might not see exactly what's going on. So there is a risk of like getting injured with wrong form because I can't see you from like the angles because it's just a one camera. Yeah. Um, and then. Well, that's kind of one. Then sometimes even if like I, I have students and that that can't, it's hard for them to take direction if I just verbally give it. And you need to touch. Yep. In a way, sometimes they don't get it. Then the moment you put your hand and you go, boop, they're like, ah. Oh. You know, so this is this is like with the online. And then it's more accountable when you're there. And in, so is that something you, you won't do? You well, most likely do. I'm going to have to do. Look, do at, the way, look at the way the world's going. Yeah. But um, I would rather you know, be physically there with that person. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a massive difference, especially mm. any type of training online versus 
uh, actually actually being there. I mean, I can barely get there, but <laughs> <laughs> you live like two hundred meters away, and you can't. Yeah. The both of you. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll be there uh, when it when it's open again. We we're just about to come. <laughs> we we're I, we were about, we were talking. We we're ready to come like two days ago, and then it got canceled. We're yeah, like, right. Oh man, too bad. Yeah, right. Um, Send me pictures of beers. <laughs> yeah, that, well, it, you know, it's. It's supposed to rain over the next five days, so we took advantage. It was a beautiful day. Jesus Christ. Yeah, maybe we've had a few too many uh, drinks this week. But, uh, and know, last week. It's, and It's lockdown. We're, we gotta, no, we're, but we're I do it. have my reasons too, you know? Yeah, what happened you know, to you? I, I, I had a back pain, you know, after oh, yeah. the first training. So I, I took a break, only swimming, walking, and jogging on the beach. That was it. But then when I was ready, I went back again. But then it was COVID times. <laughs> and then, and then I, my, it was easy to convince my mind. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, we all, oh, we all have excuses. I'm full of them. I'm great. I'm, You're great I'm at them. Amazing. You are great I, at them. I can find an excuse for anything. Um, all right. Well, let's not grill me the whole time. So let's get out of that. Um, so, um, so when are you coming? Uh, Today-ish. <laughs> what time is this podcast over? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully it might rain. I can feel the rain coming. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm scared. Still, it's still happening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I'm this week, I kind of said, um, we're just training. I'm going to train with them. Oh, so yeah. to see if, if then somebody comes to complain and then I'm not like physically the one that's like coaching, coaching. Um, but if nobody says anything, blah, blah, blah. Then next week. Yeah. Same spot. No. Oh, no, but we got to no. keep uh, keep it hidden a bit. Oh, okay. I don't know if we can. <laughs> I don't really know all the rules and I don't want to. No, get... they're very unclear. And yeah, it's always so... kind of like, it's very gray. Very, very gray. It's like 50 shades of gray. Yeah. But yeah, without it's... the sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's happening, I'm coming. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Because well, even over here, like they, these guys are skateboarding every day. I know. Right? So we don't really know what's going that's on. Why, that's why I'm going to be right close by them. And then if somebody says something, yeah. I'm going to point to say, hey, oi. Why don't you tell everyone just to bring a skateboard? <laughs> And, and then, just in case. Oh. Yeah, it's like, no, we're just stretching. We got a big session coming up. <laughs> that could work. No. Um, no. Okay. Um, uh, we wanted to kind of dive a little bit into your experience on the Chao Long side. And like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, again, polar opposites. You went from Bangla to Chao Long. And just talk a little bit about the the lifestyle there and the community there and, and your experience. Um, well, it's been a while <laughs> since okay. I've been down there. It was a long time ago. Uh, when I was there, there was, if like those of you know Soy Tayed, it's a bit hectic right now. Um, but when I was there, it was basically Tiger Muay Thai. And we call it, they call it the Tiger Muay Thai Road or? Yeah, Soy Tayed, or yeah, Fight yeah. Street or Fight Tiger Street. Street Tiger or, Street. Or, Street. Or, yeah, that's um, the Soy. The Soy. The Soy is it. Many nicknames, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when I, when I was on The Soy, um, there was Tiger Muay Thai, there was Dragon, PTT had just opened, there was Trees. Along the way. Okay. <laughs> Mamas, Tony's, and, you know, Cocoville. And that was about, like, and Floraville. That was about it. A couple of little things. A few little restaurants. There wasn't even, there was no ATMs on that road. There was no 7-Elevens. No pharmacies either. Wow. And, yeah, it was like this health haven, you know. And it was cool. Um, and, yeah, then it's grown, grown from there. And it's kind of expanded to the point where... This health street has, well, a hangover clinic, which is kind of like, That's for me, it, it kind of defies the point of it. I was kind of ruined. Yeah. And it's just shop after shop after shop after restaurant after, you know, 
new hotel after whatever is down that was road. Was that showing up as you were living there or was it? Slowly, yes. Um, but then I think it's just because, you know, it's easy because the damn man was there, you know, and, and, and yeah. um, when Tiger started growing as well, and there was more and more guests coming in. It meant more and more opportunities for ha to open businesses on that street. Were, were you there during uh, as Tiger was starting to boom, or were you starting to leave at that point? Uh, starting to leave at that point. So, like, I when there all these UFC fighters and them started coming in, I wasn't there anymore. And and what what was the catalyst behind that? Do you know like who who were the UFC fighters or who were the people that like kind of sparked this this entire community down on on the the uh, the soy? Uh, I th I think at oh God, it was so long ago. Oh shit, it's a decade what year? ago. What year was that? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Oh, my God. what have I been doing with my <laughs> it's life? It's a time, man. Ten years ago, yeah. If you ask me <laughs> something a from ten, if you ask me something about ten years ago, I'd be like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even remember what happened last week. I can't, I can't remember. It just started to grow. Like they changed. Um, Tiger started to get a really good social media marketing team. Uh, I started to push with that. They started to do the the trials. So the um, the, the the fight trials. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So they yeah. get like the scholarship to be there for a year, and through that, it just started. And then everybody Exploding. just wanted to come and and train there, and they just you know kept pushing out fighters and fighters and fighters and yeah. So you you're on the the Tiger Street. What what was your next step after there? Where did you go? Uh, mm. when, when did you go back to Finland? I went back to Finland in 2016. Okay, so that gap between 2000, 2011, 2012 to 16, what were you? Was that all at Tiger no, no, or no, were you no, somewhere no, no, else? No, 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 I bounced. bounced I went to uh, back to the nightlife. <laughs> back to the nightlife. Okay, I knew I, we were trying to get it out of her. We're trying to figure out what happened. There was some, some yeah. there was a very different management and and everything that when I was at Tiger. Okay. And we just didn't see eye to eye gotcha. and I decided to leave. Okay, so you, you left Tiger and did you go back to seduction or did you go, yeah. uh, was White Room on the street then? Yes, yes, it was. Okay, because my, my, my friend uh, Nick, he's one of the owners. Uh, I know. It me was Nick, one of my favorites, White, White Room. When I arrived here, oh, it was pumping. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, he, he's good. Shout out to Nick. He's, uh, yeah, the Nick. Little, uh, the the bucket, yeah. yes, the bucket was such a good deal. Those was buckets, the best. No, All I the pre-night happens there. Yeah. <laughs> the buckets I stay away from, my God. Those are like three-day hangovers. Who, Depends who, what you put in the bucket. Yeah, who knows? It could be like a nail polish remover. I don't even know what's in that thing. My God. But yeah, my friend Nick, he's one of the owners there. I play ice hockey with him in uh, Bangkok. Um, oh. I think he's, they're all waiting to come back. I mean, until that road opens anyways. I mean, what are you going to do? Mm. I think everything's closed now. Um, especially like I think, well, Illusions stayed open in a couple sugar. Mm -hmm. No, it hasn't been since the little incident. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, since the Cafe Del Mar incident. Mm. Everything's been closed. Everything's been closed. Oh, my God. I haven't been out that way probably, I don't even know. Everything's been closed since like the 1st of, or the 3rd of April. No, ah, night, night, no okay. clubs, no nothing. That's ah, crazy. Yeah, this place is, uh, it's shutting down. But I mean, kind of when you live up in this Chirntale bubble, mm -hmm. I don't know what we call it. Uh, the you Upper don't, West Side. Yeah, you never leave though. No, this is nice. I like this side. It's yeah. so like chilled out. There's like heaps of good places to eat. There's like more like, you know, um, it's a nice chilled vibe up here. You yeah, know? people are, are a little bit more uh, relaxed, I think. Mm. And also like you don't, kind of that Kamala Hill, it stops you from going that way. Mm -hmm. And then you got the highway in the north and 
Nobody wants to drive on that. And you've got that. everything so here, basically, here. what you need. Yeah. Like, you've got all the shops and you've got, you know, restaurants and all that. Yeah, and it's good Sports enough. Sports everything. They're all staying open, like beach cuisine and and uh, most most of Boat Avenue has, have, has stayed open. Um, so, I mean, you have selection. It's good enough. You've yeah. got Villa Market. <laughs> I don't mind. So you're you're in Camilla, though, yeah? Um. Yeah. Well, no. Not right now. Oh, okay. I'm in transition. I'm transitioning. Transition. Yeah. Transitioning. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what, do you want to disclose that to the, the <laughs> YouTube? Okay, that's we'll keep that under wraps. Um, okay, so let, let's take a step back. We're chatting about uh, so you you've left the you you went from crazy nightlife <laughs> to health and fitness, health crazy and fitness nightlife. back to health back to crazy nightlife, and then and, to health and fitness, and then back to health and fitness. So what's next? <laughs> Hopefully, I'm the, going to stay on this health and fitness. I, no, health. I can't. I can't do the crazy nightlife no. anymore. No. Too old for that so shit, you, man. So you did that for how? You did that for another four years mm, until three, three ish. Yeah, another three ish years. So I did a total of like five and a half years on Bangla. My, oh my God, God. my are, soul is still somewhere. How are you there. alive? I lost it. <laughs> I don't how know. are you alive? I think my soul is wandering. It's there. gone. My God, that that uh, if anyone, well, if you've been, if you've ever visited Thailand and Phuket and been to Patong. And you've done a night out. Well, Kitty's done five years, so you got nothing on her. <laughs> that's 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 quite. Into, and and do you want to go into that experience? Oh well, God, no. God, let's no, not, no, 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 no. Let's not go down that road. Let's close that door. No, that, that, done. Don't worry. Leave some comments, and uh, if you have any questions, we'll get Kitty back on the <laughs> podcast, and we'll do another one. And we can talk a little, especially if you have any friends and family out there and have some stories to share. Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring, well, leave, leave that in the comments and then we'll bring it up next no. time. <laughs> okay. So you got, uh, at 2016, you, now you left Phuket mm-hmm. and you went back to Finland. Nah. Yeah. So beginning of the year, we went to Hua Hin. I okay. had a, a gym there for a bit. And then I left in September. Um, I basically, well. To hide. Um, I went after my now ex. Mm. So I had met him here. He was from Finland. This is way too long of a distance to go back and forth. So I kind of was like, well, better whoops than what if. So I went after him to Finland because it was easier for me to go there than for him to come here because of like work permits and visas and all this. And that's the American. No, this oh, is no, Finland. Why would I go to Finland? I don't for know. An maybe, he's, maybe he's working in Finland. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I went back to Finland for a year. And okay. hated life, like yeah. really, really fucking hated life. Yeah, it's a bit. Uh, wh- where where were you living in Finland? Oh, unfortunately, in the capital, which I okay. hate as well because I'm not from the capital. Okay. I'm from Turku, and because he was from the capital, um, I had to live in the capital. Mm. And, and what is is talk about the the Finnish life? What were you doing there? Is there much to do? Is it's um well, I was at, I was working for a gym. When I was there for a year, I was doing sales for them and then also ran a couple of classes for them. Um, I don't know. The Finnish life is just not for me. Like one is I, I hate the cold. I hate the snow, all of that. And then comes the winter when it's dark and it's, it's just yeah. so depressing. Um, I, and, the, the, and a lot of Finns are very narrow-minded and unsocial. So mm-hmm. you can sit on the train next to someone for two hours and not even say hello. Okay. And I'm not like that. So like I was just kind of looked at as a like a massive weirdo. <laughs> like okay. I'm saying hello to everybody like, "Oh, what's <laughs> wrong with her?" you know? And um yeah, just doing that that 
nine to five and, and because I was also doing sales, I was chasing yeah. chasing the commission. So it's like long hours, no life. And I just, for me, you know, summers are different if it's a nice summer, but still. <laughs> yeah, it's like Canada too. I mean, the summers are what, two months? And let's be yeah. honest, they're, they're basically a week. <laughs> there's <laughs> like one nice week you're like okay when mm -hmm. after you leave thailand and and i'm sure you can you have the same experience as, as me like even when you go back in the the the, the summer it's still freezing cold <laughs> like at nighttime it's like well it's Dude, beautiful wear, it's 17 degrees your hands are icicles i wear a beanie in fucking thailand all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hoodies and shit yeah, so it's, it's like yeah it's I, a bit I chilly can't, i'll die yeah. if i have to go back well not die, die. yeah I, I haven't been back in i don't know uh three years maybe I've meant to go back. No. How can I go back with? <laughs> well, you can't the, really now. The C word. I don't right know. Right now. Yeah, right now. I, oh, I could, but uh, I, uh. honestly, I'd rather be in jail in Thailand than in a Canadian <laughs> summer. <laughs> <laughs> but where from Canada? Uh, Toronto area. Uh -huh. But it's uh, it's so cold and boring, and <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, Brazilians I'm, I'm, love Toronto. Uh, so many Brazilians there. I think Brazilians love everywhere. They just have to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're fine. No, but so you know exactly what. Yeah. So Finland, Canada, pretty much the same. Yeah, it's... Canada, a little bit more developed. So, yeah, it's freezing cold. And it's, you know how it is. You're 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 constantly driving everywhere, right? When you want to get... It's hard. Once you live here, we have luxury. It's like, all right, just get on the motorbike. Go wherever mm. the hell you want. Everyone leaves you alone. I mean, the way, it's always 30 degrees and maybe sometimes it rains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's about yeah. it. Don't have to worry about how many layers of clothing you have to put on. It's just no, flip flops no. or no shoes. Yeah, I had to put a shirt on for this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thank God. So, yeah, no, it's not. It's not the great. I gotta lose about ten kgs. See, it's happening. Yeah, again, again. Ah! I gotta lose. I told you. Don't come to my. If you're not coming to my class, fine. But stop crying to me that you're fat. Oh yeah, that, or you have to lose weight. Or <laughs> oh, whatever. he cries every day. Every yeah, day. exactly. And then what every does he day. do? He goes and has beers, right? <laughs> yes. Oh no, I had a chicken burger for lunch. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, one or two? Uh, well, just one. This time just yeah. one. But they had this garlic bread. It's at a <laughs> Butterfly. Have you been to Butterfly? The one that's over yeah. there? Yeah, it's super nice. Because he makes his own home bread. And he like just, he gives oh. you always free fruit and drinks. And, and it's so cheap. I'm like, I give him a little bit extra because I'm like, how is your food this cheap? <laughs> it's it's crazy. I had like a, a burger, french fries. <laughs> well, the burger was the chicken burger. And he, and he convinced me to do the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was so tasty, the whole bread. So that good, I, it's, I, no way, this is not fit at all. <laughs> this must be heavy on your stomach because it's so tasty. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And garlic bread, bread is so like, good. Oh <laughs> I know, I've had it three days in a row. Really? Don't judge. I had it for lunch You've today. Had you three had three burgers. Three, yeah, but three? a chicken burger, chicken burger. Homemade bread. Uh, three days of work. Yeah, but it's homemade bread. <laughs> it's it's okay. You can it eat it. It could be even worse, you know? Yeah, it was... It, I feel... I actually <laughs> could feel have had two. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was, and last night, no. I, let's not talk about that. Yeah. I had Burger let's King. Let's talk about that. No, I had Burger King. It was terrible. Well, it was delicious. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got to get off the burgers. Don't worry, it's happening. It's after. Uh -huh. I'm just waiting for your class to open. The, you you I was, cannot open yourself like this I'm in front of your class. coach. Yeah. I'm running class. You have no excuse. You're yeah. just lazy. I can probably even see it from like your you need, window. You need to yep. get a. You need to get a laser you pointer. From, you can see it from my. Just from get a laser pointer window. and like, <clears throat> get your ass over here. Oh yeah, no, I, I think I'll start. Also, the the gyms should be open. They told I heard they were supposed to open on the 18th, but now obviously not. It's the 30th. So, if it was supposed to be the first, then it moved to the twelfth, then it moved to the seventeenth. 
Yeah, I no, I think it's to the end of the month. I don't know what's going to happen. Anyways, it's still better than Canada. <laughs> Still better than Finland. Yeah. So, so you're you're in Finland. You're you're doing some work. And then, when did you decide to come back? Come back here. And when did you come back? I um, came back. Well, with the now ex, we came on holiday the okay. next year, November 2017. I'm still on that holiday. Ah. I'm literally still on that holiday. I've not gone back, and I'm not going back. Okay, so you, you've been here since 2017. Mm-hmm. And then, what have you been doing? What year are we in? 2021. I get so lost. <laughs> What have you What have you been doing here in Phuket the past four years now? Well, surprise, surprise, nightlife a little ah, bit. Ah, okay. Um, then more restaurants, and then I worked a year in the Elephant Sanctuary. Which one was that? The Green Elephant Sanctuary. Where Where's Chengtale? Chengtale. There's a few up and around here, yeah. but where Where's the green one in particular? It's opposite the temple. Opposite the temple. Okay, it's that new that, road. Yeah, that they, weird new road that goes that, nowhere. That goes nowhere. <laughs> and there's all like, there's like a thousand cows down yeah, there too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And that way. Oh, okay. And how was that experience? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, it's like, even if you're having the worst day in the world, you just go there, you hug an elephant and everything's better. Like, it's just, they're, they're just amazing animals. They're just so beautiful. It's, it. Oh. Yeah, and, and how long did you do that for there? Or can, um, do you still go back and do volunteer? Um, I was, did it for a year and then came COVID. So the parks closed and all that. Are they letting people ride elephants? No, 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 no. They've this been is rescued a, from riding. This is a sanctuary. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, but there, there are a lot of places on the island where you are. Like, for example, the... The place in Kamala, you know the hill as you're mm-hmm. driving up and these elephants are basically chained to a tree? Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on there? Yeah, I think there's riding up there. There's riding up there. But every day, like if, well, not every day, when you drive by it, those elephants are pretty much on the side of the mountain. Oh, you mean that, between Kamala and Kalim? Yeah, it's like the hill, you're, the yeah, crazy Yeah, yeah, hill. yeah. There's, um, well, basically there's been a few riding camps in that area. Oh, okay. And then the elephants are there eating. That's it, they're just eating. That's, they're eating. So how, how do these places even, like, let's say, uh, fantasy and whatnot, how do these places still survive when everyone is pretty much aware of how horrible it is? Well, that's the thing. Everybody's not aware. Okay. There's a surprising amount of people who are not aware of this. They're not aware about the about how elephants have been treated and, and for the entertainment business. They're not aware about what happens in the, in the background and, and how the elephants are made to do these things. They're, yeah. they're not aware about the fact that that seat hurts that elephant. Even it's over three ton um, creature, that seat hurts its back. Yeah. Uh, but people don't know. They think, oh, it's such a big animal, whatever. Or they don't know how they've been made to then be able to be ridden on. Yeah. So like one person, let's say, I don't know, hundreds of years ago, probably if you had one guy riding it and and, and it was for whatever they were doing with that mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, because yeah, elephants are a part of Thai culture, yeah. but it's like I, I've read in that I've read into that too. Like one is okay, obviously not for, 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 you know, for, for recreational, mm-hmm. but let's say again, hundreds and hundreds of years mm-hmm. ago, but it is a problem when you put the seat on and then mm-hmm. you throw two people on. It's completely different. Yeah. Uh, it's because when they sit, the mahouts, they sit on the head. Yeah. Kind of, um, but when you put the seat, it's on the spine. Yeah. And if you look at the spine, you look at the back of an elephant, it's round. Yeah. So then you can imagine if you have a round spine and you, whoop, yeah. 
not exactly going to be fun, is it? No, no. And a lot of people aren't aware with aware of that. But it's, I mean, I've always wondered, maybe they're just ignorant. Because well, that's possible too, because it's kind of a thing. Oh, go to Thailand, ride an elephant. Yeah. You know, fuck a lady boy. No one. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Ping pong show. Sold. And that's but about all they've got. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, it's so just true, as yeah. ignorant as it was, let's say, 20, 30 years ago when it, you threw garbage out your window while driving. Well, mm-hmm. You it's know, lack of education. Yeah. It's always lack of education. Or just ignoring it. Yeah, right? but I think with um, when I was working at the sanctuary and people would come and we'd explain what's going on, they had most of them had absolutely no idea. Now, these people, no were they idea. Russian or Chinese? Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, at our park, there were mainly Europeans and Australians that were And there. they knew. Okay. Mm. So there's just a lack, lack of knowledge. And then when they were told what actually happens, they were horrified. Yeah. And then it's like exponent. Uh, then like they'll tell the next ones, and then you know it can spread through that. But like in a way, back in the day, the people just didn't know. Mm. And yeah, ignorance is bliss. But <laughs> I've had that conversation. I mean, I I, I don't want to you know uh, have a blanket statement, mm. but I've had conversations with Chinese and Russians, and I have Chinese and Russians friends and friends, and multiple have said to me, they just go, yeah, but I want the picture. Wow. And they know. And they Why know. wouldn't you rather have the picture standing next, like right, right standing I, next to it? That's where I just go, and okay, what's your email? What's your Facebook? <laughs> okay, block, delete. Uh-huh. Thank you. Because these people, they, they know, 100% they mm-hmm. know, but they, they, they're, they're ignorant. I mean, and I, I'm, I'm kind of no saint here. I rode an elephant, but it was 2006. Oh, I rode an and elephant. And I had no idea either. Yeah, well, I, had, I rode an elephant, like, what 1990 when I was yeah. but like no idea yeah. and back then there was no such thing well yeah. there was no yeah no sanctuaries and it was just the norm to write but the information's much more available yes now. yes I mean, yes and it is then, it like, is getting it is slowly getting better um places like for example Siam Reap mm. um they've banned elephant riding totally like because they used to take the tourists on the tours around the the ruins on elephants now, it's yeah. totally banned, so it is getting better. But Do you think it's, they'll uh, ban it in, in Thailand? I hope so. You think so? I it it so. seems like uh, my my understanding of it is, I think just eventually people are going to be more aware and aware, and they'll just stop yeah. doing yeah. it. Yeah, and then uh, but if it, that that's the thing. As long as somebody's still paying for it, somebody is going to do it. But then the the problem, I, then what happens to those elephants? Because if they aren't getting money, these camps mm-hmm. where you ride them, I mean, an elephant's expensive to feed. Yeah. So where do <laughs> no, they but, go? No, like you do the sanctuaries. People pay to go there, and then you and then at yeah. these sanctuaries, some you know, people donations, are don- taking yeah, donations. Yeah, but yeah. like a lot of with the elephants as well. There's like the, we they do like parks do like trade offs. For example, with the farmers, local farmers, because the elephant poo it's very good for fertilizer. Yeah. So they'll trade. They'll bring in like their leaves that they don't need. Here, take the poo. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that, that that kind of stuff was happening, but of course. People pay to go to these sanctuaries and they leave donations if they want to. Um, also, like not all sanctuaries do take donations, but some do, some don't. Mm, but yeah, they pay an entry fee and that's, you know. And your, your sanctuary, so again, it's called Green Elephant. Green, yeah. Green Elephant. And how, how did that sanctuary work exactly? What were you doing there? You're feeding the elephants, you're bathing them, you're showing people around. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd give them, when the um, tourists would come, I'd, I'd take them on a tour tell them uh, the stories of the elephants, where they're from, um, where they've been rescued from, um, and then about just elephants in general and, and what's going on. And then 
There's always the feeding parts, the bathing parts, and all of that. And where, where are, uh, from my understanding, a lot of the elephants, they come from the, the Surin, Surin province? Yeah, so domestic elephants mainly come, like that's the ground zero okay. of domestic elephants. It's in the north, the Surin province. And where, where the ones here, where are they coming from mostly? Um, well, they're probably from there, but like the, ones in the, like the ones that are in the sanctuaries around here, well, a lot of them have been rescued in Phuket from riding places or shows. Then Pangna, Krabi, uh, Pattaya, where, where it's in need. And then yeah. basically it doesn't really matter because um, they can be transported from. And then they would bring, they would bring them, uh, they're bringing mm. them down probably from Surin. Maybe they're having babies here and then they kind of grow up in that. Well, like, the, the the babies, when they when they breed the two domestic elephants, well, it's then automatically, unfortunately, a domestic yeah. elephant. Because it's born in captivity and, and elephant babies should be with their mamas for at least four years. And does that happen often or? No, this is a thing which is horrible um, with the shows and everything that they separate the babies and the mothers too mm. early, way too early. Just so that they can kind of break them yes. and train them. And yes, and the way they do it is is horrendous. It's yeah. it's straight up animal abuse and it and it needs to stop. It does. Yeah, and and they're, they're I mean they're probably one of the most intelligent uh, creatures mm -hmm. on, on this planet. So they must have that feeling of being broken as a child. I mean mentally. Yep. They're probably you know, they're not they're not stable either. And I mean I've seen it on you the never beach. know they can snap. They can snap, right? Yeah, it's a wild animal. Yeah. It's still a wild animal. Yeah, and I, I've seen it at the beach at you know if you know Pig Beach they call it whatever mm -hmm. over there. I've seen like the mammoths like. With baby elephants, trying to what they're trying to do is make you take a picture. Yep, so you can get so they can get money. Get to some money, feed but them. you they're whacking them with these hooks the whole time, and they have like these scars mm -hmm. all over them. You're like, what in the fuck is going on here? And what's crazy is people watching. They still come over and take a picture. Yeah, you're like, well, one of the best lies I was told as a kid is that the elephant skin is that thick that they can't feel it. No way. Which is horseshit. They can feel a fly. Yeah, they can feel a fly. Yeah, but no this way. is a nice little lie to say because it's a big animal and you think the skin's going to be like that, you know. No, no, um, no. That's, that's what I was told as a child. Um, so, but again, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, People are assholes. What do you want? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, and when you see it, the, the some of these mammoths, it's, uh, they're a bit they're crazy. They're like, they're... they're uh, well, but it's lack of education again. Mm -hmm. Like this is a thing. They are like, um, some are very, very different. They're not like that at all. Uh, some are then just, you know, God knows what, for what reason, why they are the way they and, are. And it's a touchy subject to probably even discuss uh, in Thailand as well. Maybe you have to block. This <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Everybody discussed this and everywhere. cut. We love Thailand. Back to that. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> but you know, they are doing something very interesting in Chiang Mai. Mm -hmm. uh, you were talking about the poop. Uh, in mm -hmm. Chiang Mai, they are making books and notebooks. Yeah, uh, yeah, they make paper. Yeah, yeah, paper yeah, yeah. through the uh, elephant book. Really? Elephant yeah, poo. you can make paper out of elephant poo. How the hell do you do that? So interesting. Mm. I did not know that. Yeah. The only thing I knew about the elephant sanctuary is we'd go there and get some uh, mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's in Phuket and they're looking for mushrooms, uh, the magical <laughs> kind, um, yeah, you can basically go to any of those sanctuaries. And those mammoths, they're selling that as well. Oh, really? Not at us. And no? No. They were, they're there for sure, though. Well, Anyways. Probably not somewhere not in the jungle not forest. At, not at theirs. But not as us. No, Don't no, go no. to that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay. Um, so so you, you you were working in the elephant sanctuary, mm -hmm. kind of got back into the nightlife. At, at no, not like um, 
the elephant sanctuary, then came COVID and everything closed. Yeah. So then basically I, I went back to back to restaurants for a bit because there was nothing else. Um, yeah. And then end of last year was like, I just want to do something that I'm actually passionate about. Yeah. I can be in a restaurant. I can make you drink. I can, like, I'm good at that. I can make you spend the money on, on especially in the bar. Yeah. But I have absolutely no interest and no passion for it at all. And it's hard to stay motivated. And it's like, I don't want to be in the place where I'm on a Monday or like on a Friday going, oh, fuck, I need to go to work on Monday. You know, yeah. that's something I can't do. And I get excited about restaurants for a bit, but it's a very... And then it kind of stops. And then yeah, I've and got it's a tough, tough nightlife. And nah. It must so, be quite draining. <laughs> so, yeah, then people knew that I was already a coach, got uh, some clients asking for personal training. And then it went from there. And then I was like, well, I want to do this. <laughs> and kind of like, and, it, and I think I've always wanted to go back to it. But uh, basically it was just, I don't know, uh, being a PT also sometimes the fact that it's, sometimes you're making shit tons. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you've got like one client and you're like, oh, so there wasn't that stable and I had a good stable job, you know, and I was scared, let's say. Well, once this place opens back up, I mean, and that's the thing, especially up in this area, there's mm -hmm. a lot of opportunity for yeah. it. Um, so let's just hope in, uh, they open up to the tourists. Shortly. Yeah, but uh, but also even just the the ones the locals and the expats that live here have had a lot of people asking now, but unfortunately I can't because all the gyms are closed. So hopefully when they open, um, there's a lot of people wanting to start training and get fit and and be more conscious of their health. And hopefully by by the end end of the month for for your yourself like. Uh, I, I've met a few people here and even uh, let's say bar on owners mm -hmm. like if you're familiar with like orange bar mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have hit the actual breaking point like for example uh, Psalm from orange bar like she's been here 10 years mm -hmm. she held on through COVID and this last one month that shut her down she had to sell the bar and, and she has to she has to go back home is is there a breaking point for you where you're just going to be like you know what fuck this i can't do this anymore <laughs> i gotta go Wait. i i was i was a bit close um when it happened again but then when i when i kind of like kind of catch myself in that and then i'm like hey now stop you would rather be here you don't want to go back to finland and then when you look at what's happening around it's like i've got a roof over my head i've got food in my fridge you know i've got my friends i've got my family i've got support i've got running water i'm doing a fuck ton better yeah. than a lot of people that are here right now and it's like really really like sad um, like we all like to complain but then you know <laughs> sometimes you kind of need to pull your head out and then be grateful for what you actually have which yeah. we tend to not do and um then I was just, okay, I had my moment of going, eh, and then I was like, okay, put on your big girl panties, put the fucking hair in a bun, listen to some gangster rap and get fucking shit done. And, you know, <laughs> like, off you go. Off you go, little one, you know, stop feeling fucking sorry for yourself. And, and you know, you've got it way, way better than a lot of people. Get shit done. Yeah, and there's a, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Again, as I explained, there's huge opportunity for... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, I almost said CrossFit, but <laughs> <laughs> we can do CrossFit you know, for, for uh, strength and conditioning, especially in this area. And, and that—that's the thing. Like, uh, 
you only kind of, there there was actually one that opened up in Patong, mm-hmm. uh, in Maximum, Maximum. But then, I mean, when you live here, to go to like uh, Chow Long, it's too far. I know it's just too far. So there's definitely um, a light at the end of the tunnel and, and the opportunity because a lot of people are asking for that yeah. there because it here because it just doesn't exist. It's so, just patience now. It's patience just like a little now. bit of patience. We had some questions from. Uh, it was on your Instagram, right? Yes. Okay, and and the question was, how, how can I stay fit and eat pizza? That's I again. It's probably from me, but how? Yeah, how how is that? Can, <laughs> can you share that? Well, um, if you want to go like fit fit, then you make the fucking pizza out of cauliflower. Oh, <laughs> terrible! Yeah, you can always change it up and make it a cauliflower pizza, and you know if. Cauliflower can be pizza, then you baby can be anything. Oh my <laughs> no. God. Cauliflower pizza sounds like. Uh, yeah. No, for me, <clears throat> like, I'm, I'm not a nutritionist. Um, I've got your basics, but I'm not a nutritionist. Everybody's body is different. Everybody trains in a different way. Everybody uses up calories in a different way. So, like, it's, it's like what, like, you have to, like, trial and error to find out, like, what you're supposed to eat and what fits you and what, what suits your body type and what suits your training. Now, I'm all about uh, eating healthy food and, like, eating clean and all that, but I'm also the kind of person who's, like, once in a while, fuck it, enjoy yourself, eat that damn pizza, eat fucking two pizzas, go eat some fucking Ben and Jerry's, have a couple of beers, and, you know, because yeah. it's, it's uh, for me, it's all about balance, you know, and as long as you're not being an absolute asshole about it, that you're eating Maccas every day, and, like, eating no, or whatever, no. no, sorry, it wasn't Maccas, it was other chicken burgers. Homemade bread. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bread eater. Yeah. Um, I, like, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's so not. So what are you eating? What does your diet consist of, like, kind of uh, throughout the week? Um, I eat semi-clean. Semi, okay, well, okay. Well, I am half Thai. I need to have my white rice and my noodles uh, and okay. stuff like this. Here, cats out of the bag. Cats out of I the bag. I can't. I think if I don't have my rice and my noodles, I'll probably like wither and weigh and die. Are you having rice every day? No, 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 not no. every day. Are you eating a like for energy? I mean, to keep going. I saw you running the other day. Like you um, need, you need something to. Yeah, kinda... well, that's the thing. Um, I basically eat to sustain to sustain my body and <laughs> be able to move and be able to do what I want to do and have the energy to do it. Are you cooking a lot or? Um, I don't really bother cooking for myself due to the fact that if I'm if I'm with someone, I've got friends or whatever, then I love to cook. But um, cooking for me by myself, well, it's cheaper for me to go out yeah. and eat and I don't have to do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're not cooking for one either. Yeah, and, and I'm the kind of person when I cook, I will cook for like a battalion. Yeah, and then I get fed up of the food very quickly, so I'm making a lot of waste because I then don't eat it for like. Yeah, you don't want to eat it six meals yes, in a row. Yes, yes, like, oh, and, and then I'm done, and I don't know how to cook small amounts. So. And can you cook? Can you cook Thai? Like you, mm-hmm. your family, you, you learned this growing up, and no, actually, I learned it. Um, didn't learn Thai cooking when I was a kid. I mainly watched my mom do do all the European style foods and that, but mm-hmm. the Thai food I start. I started cooking Thai food that year that I was in Finland. Ah, like to, to yeah, I had to because I wasn't paying fucking 12 euros for a pad Thai. Like, you know? Yeah, that's Like, crazy. fuck that. Or 16 yeah. euros for Somtam. Yeah. No way. So I'm like, okay, I need to know how to make this myself. Yeah, and Somtam, I mean, it's basically, it's it's a vegetable. It's papaya. And they just charge you $16. So, yeah, so yeah, 16 euros. 16 euros. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, that's why that this is the other side about Thailand as well. I mean, it's it's quite cheap out mm-hmm. here. Realistically, it's cheap. I mean, it can be expensive at times. Well, it depends out. what you do. Like, if you're constantly out eating like um, at fancy restaurants, like especially the fancy Western restaurants, yeah. or you're going out every night to well, back in the day to Bangla Road, yeah. well, you can blow through money like this. But if you kind of live in an easy way, like like the locals and all that, it's cheap as shit yeah. living here. And what and uh, when you were in, in where, where were you living before Kamala? Which area? Oh, uh, in Patong. You were in Patong. Uh, what were some of your more favorite restaurants that you had in Patong? Did you have some go-tos, or do you want to kind of keep that um, secret so there's not giant lineups? <laughs> like I'm not telling yeah, anyone. Patong. Well, like one of my favorites to go for a steak was not the ninth floor. I really like the ninth floor. Um, and then is it number six? So number six, nice. they had the one next on near the mall, and then the other one was up on the hill. They transport you there if the small one was full. Uh, and then there was a little restaurant behind Macro Champion in the Macro like area. And I just remember this lady; she was the only one because back in the day when Macro wasn't there, there was lots and lots and lots of little restaurants. And this is the only restaurant that survived this whole like macro taking the land and putting it there. And this it's is still Thai, Thai style. Thai food. style. Oh, okay. What's your, what's your what's your go to Thai dish? That if you're you're out, this is uh, you, you can't live without it. <laughs> um, my go to probably just I love sticky rice. Stick, mango sticky rice. No, or just, just like sticky rice? just sticky rice, man. I just oh. love sticky rice. Uh, like the basic of sticky sticky rice and some barbecue chicken. Easy. <laughs> Easy, 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 and a little bit of sometime. And and how are you finding it in Kamala? Like, did you ever go to the Greek restaurant or? Um, and didn't really eat out there much. I just go to little like little ones, like the little Thai ladies that would give you a fifty baht food. You know. Yeah, that's the thing in Kamala. I mean, the Thai food. There's some good selection. Just these little, you know, the stalls and whatnot. Big Boys Burger Club, though. It's is it good? Fucking good, mate. It is so... No, I shouldn't tell you that. Yeah, why would you? No! <laughs> no, I fucked up. Done. No, My no, trainer. no. Yeah. No, especially you. You're going to be there every day now. <laughs> Don't feed the birds. Oh, no. Yeah. I've, I've heard about it. I've put it off. I always, for, I always forget about that place. People always are raving about Big Boy it Burger. It is good. It is really, really but good. now that you've said it, I'm going. No. <laughs> but if you do, go get me some chicken wings. The chicken wings <laughs> the are good hot, too, yeah? Yeah, the hot chicken wings. Oh, my. All right, I gotta go there. Is it near? Can the we cut this out? Like, yeah, I'm no. a high, healthy life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm joking. It's okay. It's COVID. <laughs> it's COVID. We can uh, we can eat what we want right now. No, once in a while, I'm like, I'm all for it. You know, just as long as you're not an asshole about it. Just you know, yeah, me go for it. Have some beers. Have some cake. What's life without cake? Yeah, that's my my plan tonight. <laughs> I want to go to O'Hara's. O'Hara's. Have you been there? Yeah. Oh, so good. The portions are massive. I used to because they used to have the Irish Times um, in Junk Salon. Ah, okay. Yeah, so same. And I used to always like with our friends. Sometimes we'd um, when we lived in Geelong, if we went out on the weekend, we'd take a hotel room Mm. because it's like much cheaper than taking the taxis and all of that. So it was Sunday, hungover as fuck, going into um, the Irish Times for their Sunday carving. Yeah, man, that shit was good. And now they've brought it to O'Hara's because it's same. Yeah, and the quality is amazing. Crazy, okay. like, and it's not too bad. It's like four hundred baht or something, mm. but it's, Heaps it's nice legit. People too, though, it's it's legit. Uh, I mean, it's good meat. Is, it is good meat. 
Yeah, and everything it's quite there, big there, the portions as well. So mm-hmm. that's it's now at Boat Avenue. So if you're in Boat Avenue, I don't even know what camera to look at. <laughs> if you're in Boat Avenue, go to O'Hara's to get the uh they have the Guinness pie now. It's massive. Mm. It's for like two or three people. Um, it's a giant. They're serving uh I don't know, we can't talk about that. Never mind. <laughs> you always gotta be careful out here. Thai government's watching. No. Big brother's always watching. Okay. Um so what what's next for you? You'll you'll be doing your your you'll continue your PTs. You're mm-hmm. planning to get into uh, and we talked about this before so I'll ask it kind of <laughs> for for the our our all of our 18 viewers. But um, no um two of I, which are my mom and yeah, dad. <laughs> yeah. You got to give where's where you got to give a shout out to mom and dad, right? No, um, mom and dad won't be seeing this. No. Probably no, I don't think so cuz they don't know <laughs> They don't know how to use it yet. No. Okay, we'll find a way to get them YouTube. We'll find a way to get them the link. But, no, we won't. But you'll um, uh, and when things uh, start to reopen, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you'll continue do, doing your kind of because the stuff you're, the stuff you're doing with Sue tight. Would you mm-hmm. consider that like PT or how how does that relationship work? It's like you're working with the gyms and will you I'm be kind of freelancing, free, freelancing yeah. essentially? Yeah. And then will you be doing that with other gyms? I I have been in talks with other gyms too. Other on this side too. of the island, yes. and then creating your own program behind that. What did you mean by that specifically? Um, we talked pro- probably that about that thirty minutes. Well, ago. it's like I'm not really sure yet what my program is going to be, and is it even going to be like training wise or not? But as in my own program, as in as in my own thing, that's mine. I mm-hmm. um, have yet to like just throwing ideas around right like now, and and you know. Seeing like where it goes. Building your own, like, sort of, what Brand. we call it a 10-week yeah. program. Oh, no, like, no, I hate those fucking five-minute app bullshit things. Oh, uh, okay, no. okay. No, no, no. No, no, I'd, I'd rather start building a brand. A brand behind it. Mm. Okay. If I would. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Especially for here, that'd be amazing. Mm. And um, so... The I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, about the strengthening. I always keep wanting to say coaching. <laughs> strengthening conditioning. Just say coaching. A coach. Can we say yeah, coaching? Coaching. Coaching. Life uh, coaching. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The, this the the coaching. What what are some of the mistakes that you see um, new students come into the, the the class that make besides eating burgers and not showing <laughs> Um, one of the main ones that a lot of people have is is they really, really underestimate themselves. They sell themselves short. They're coming in with the attitude going, I can't already, or like, I, I I, haven't done this before. I can't do this before. They're in a very kind of, talking to themselves in a very negative way, instead of going like, hey, I'm here. I'm finally here. You know, I'm being positive about it. They're kind of already putting themselves down. And the mind is a very powerful thing. So um, you're having the most conversations in your life with yourself. So why are you talking to yourself in a way that's putting yourself down? Because you wouldn't talk to your friend like that. Yeah. You wouldn't um, talk to your mom like that. You wouldn't allow somebody to, like, I wouldn't allow you to talk to me in that way. Why am I talking to myself in that way? Mm. So that's one of the main things that I see with people is that they, they sell themselves. Sh- they, they're just like, the self-doubt is, is enormous. And then, well, that's one. And then, then the other one is, is if there's been a long break, from training to go too hard and you know they go too hard first and you have to kind of like realize that hey it's been a long time or you're coming through from injury or maybe you've never done it before um always you know um don't to rush into it and not to go too hard and not to be too hard on themselves and um 
then you also see that people are nervous of the fact, or they think that, oh, I'm not fit enough to come into your class. I've never done anything like this before. I'm not strong enough to come into your class or I'm not strong enough to do this. Um, but that's my job, is to make you strong. I'm not expecting you to be strong to come in here. But it's, again, it's the your own mind and, and self-doubt, which is probably the biggest mistake that I see. And could could that also be attributed to, like, the, the fear? And we were talking about this with Magnus before as well, the, like, the kind of the... the uh, in the mind, this fear of, you know, resistance that it's, you know, it's always pulling you back because it's, you're leaving your comfort zone. Mm, and, yeah. Yes. I so, mean, so the first down. step is just getting your ass. In yeah. The and then just being proud of the small steps, you know? So like, it's easier to be proud of like little things that make into a big thing than to have this massive, massive, massive goal that's going to take you forever to get, take small steps, small goals, be proud of each of any one of them. Then you will get to that, that big big goal and like um that's yeah that's you should be proud of like the number one thing you got off your ass that's the hardest step that's the hardest thing to do is to realize hey i want to make a change i'm gonna make a change you do that step that's the fucking hardest one you should be proud of yourself hey okay it might take me a while to get there but at least i've started yeah you for know? me it's just tying the shoes i could stare at those fuckers for 20 minutes <laughs> I'm like no we're not doing this. <laughs> not today, motherfucker. Not today. <laughs> and I just look at them, and eventually I, I try to put them on. But that, that for me, that's my first. If I can literally put my mm -hmm. shoes on and then go, and that's why when I get there, you're like, get the weights. I'm like, I just got these fucking shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> it took me so long. And then and I could stare at those for 30 minutes and then and then and go off. Now, when you, uh, let's say you have like uh, someone in your class, whether... Mm -hmm male, female, whatever, and, and in terms of their, their conditioning. Are you assessing people throughout the class of how hard I should push this person? Or Yes, I do do that. Like, in a way, um, I'm pretty good at reading people. Uh, for me, when you're in my class, if you're giving me your best effort, that's enough. Like, I, you don't need to be the best. You don't need to be the strongest. You don't need to be the fastest. If you're doing the best that you can do, that is, like, more than enough for me. I'm, I'm your number one fan. I'm there, like fucking hands yeah, in the go. air you know being a woo girl but um if i can see that you have you are capable right but you're slacking and you're just being lazy i'll be in your face like i will definitely <laughs> be in your face <laughs> and i will get that that push out of you and some people actually need it yeah, and again sure. it's a, like the self-doubt like i can see that you can physically you still have the strength to do that which then means if you like just did these reps bam 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 didn't even tire then Look at me and say, I'm tired. No, you didn't, because you would have been struggling on the last last yeah. fucking reps. I can see it. I'll make you do it. Yeah. Because, you know, why are you there? <laughs> you know? And, and, and wh what is your, would you label, would you give your coaching style a label? How would you define your coaching style? Um, <laughs> 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 well, one of my good friends, he used to call me mother bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it, it changes. It changes accordingly to that person. Um, classes are pretty tough when it's a, like a, a class setting, but if I, I see someone who is more timid, I, I'll turn it down. Like I'll, I'll coach in the way you need to be coached. So I have people that are scared and timid and, and they don't like, you need to have a different approach to them. Then you have the some that, you know, they like the whole military kind of style that you're pushing them in that kind of way or yelling at them a little bit. And, and that seems like as a coach, it would be a bit of a challenge, especially when you have a class with many different mm -hmm. personalities and within that class you're essentially 
if you let's say you you had ten people, you're mm-hmm. you're essentially coaching ten different people in ten different ways mm-hmm. in a single class. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you how do you go about that? How how did you get to that that point? Because for me, I I I would find that very difficult. Well, there is like if um, while doing that, it's basically in that situation, my coaching style is kind of like the same. It is a little bit like military kind of style, and that's my style. That's what I stay true to into like the class um, and. Some people like it, some people don't. Some people want to go to the like softer, maybe aerial yoga thing, what it is. Yeah, this isn't but all then, then, rainbows but then and they, unicorns. Then they source out that kind of class, right? So I can do, let's, let's say if I'm running a class that's, that's ass and abs, right? I know exactly what my clientele mainly is going to be in there. My coaching style very, very different to if I'm running morning boot camp 6 a.m. on a fucking fitness trail. Okay. You know, so yeah. it kind of changes. And if you know me a little bit or you know the style of class that you are coming into that style of training is then there mm-hmm. so if you're coming into a strength and conditioning class it's not fucking ballet i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna put a tutu on and yeah. you know prance around you right yeah. um I'm, it's it is what it is so mm. it's like if you are going into zumba you know exactly what you're going into and what style of training that's going to be compared to if you go into like something like training for warriors or or whatever you know, drill sergeant name yeah. class. You know exactly what you're getting yourself into, and you can't go say, okay, well, she yelled at me a little bit. <laughs> well, let let's uh, for anyone that that that's watching this and and explaining a little bit about your class, and uh, I've been through your, your let's say your <laughs> your your weekly schedule, not a full week. I I've, I think I've done almost every day. Maybe you've done the Fridays. Yeah. I never the, no. Fridays you've, no. You've done like a week, spread it out into two <laughs> months. <laughs> I think I've done six days. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll be back. I'm gonna come in strong. I'm just hmm. waiting. Uh, I'll get on it. Don't worry. I, I just gotta mentally get there. Uh-huh. Um, but could you could you uh, let's just walk through like the Monday to Friday and 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 because essentially it's pretty much the same. Yep, kind of same. And style. then the days change and and why you do that change. and why the exercise changes in, in your your whole entire layout. So, so like, what would a Monday consist of? Well, Mondays say? usually we do like a ten station circuit, so you can have battle ropes, um, some weights, some pull ups, some you know tires, whatever it is, and the ten exercises kind of change. Yep. Um. Tuesdays is a Tabata day, again, uh, different style of training. And then we have sprint trainings on Wednesdays. Um, Explain Thursdays. about that sprint training because I've done <laughs> it. But I think that one you tried to sugarcoat there for a second. Yeah, 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 it's just sprint training. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wednesdays is tough. Wednesdays yeah. is tough. It's, it's sprints and, and usually weights and stuff like that. Yeah, it kicks But it, it's, yeah, it's extreme cardio and fat burning while building muscle, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, definitely your your high endurance cardio mm. goes up. I mean, some days I couldn't walk up. I get up my stairs here. <laughs> I'm out of breath. But after that session, I'm like, I feel my cardio mm. stronger. But the um, and it changes in the way I like to do it is because a lot of my my exercises or the the style of working out is time based. So, for example, um, it's a 45 second, then 15 second break, 45 seconds. So it's, it's up to you what you do in that 45 seconds. So if you are a, a full-on athlete, like a fucking world top, ath- yeah. top athlete, or you're just a beginner, if you give your maximum effort in that 45 minutes, the end result, well, 45 seconds, the end result is the same. You're yeah. both like kind of smashed, right? So it's easier for then, um, you know, people don't, 
kind of uh, feel left out or they don't feel that, you know, um, this person intimidated by someone else because you guys are all doing what you can do in that time, if that makes mm-hmm. kind of yeah, sense. No, and, and yeah, so it's, if everybody gives their own, the maximum effort, results the same. But it's easy, easy for someone that's a beginner to come and do that and just then have to be in like a situation where it's like, we're going with massively heavy weights or, or yeah. whatever it is, you know, and it and can be scary and intimidating. And then you're, you're so you're also changing it. So for example, for example, like Monday would be quite intense. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, you you tone it down mm-hmm. just so like you can you're not kicking everyone's <laughs> ass Monday to Friday. Well, I can, uh, but again, <laughs> it's up to you how hard yeah. how hard you go, you know. And um, because now it's just giving the option of having classes. I um, unfortunately, the situation is what it is. I can't due to lack of certain equipments and then actually do like a let's say like a full-on program and and thailand is is hard also in a way um especially when like places like tiger muay thai unit all of them programming is very different due to the fact that uh, people come and go so for mm. example like uh, if you've got like a box like a, a gym or whatever in let's say well ohio okay yeah. you have your members that are there all the time so you can start this program starts then you know here it's like you can't even have a, you know, you have basic boot camp training, basics for jujitsu or whatever, because people come and go and they're not, they might not even stay for the whole duration of that six week basic program set. Yeah, so it's too hard so to it's, actually yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, so you can't, it's very, very hard to like really, really program something. Okay, of, of course, different story with your personal client, your personal training clients. That's holding up the ball game, but but that could work a, up here because it's a, it's a bit more stable. Mm, it is, but in a, but in a class setting, especially when borders open and all that, it's just being able to give something for everyone and keeping people fit and motivated and happy yep. and healthy and and by changing it up, you know, they don't get bored. It's not like oh, again, we're doing this kind of a thing. Yeah, and then when they get bored motivation goes motivation goes they stop showing up well that's what's good that you're, you are changing it up every day it's not you're like okay every day is sprint day and <laughs> <fuck you. laughs> all right good luck no no you're changing it up and then thursdays is you're doing as many reps no usually something yep as many some, reps and some. that one we that's the first one we did in uh, you kicked our ass <laughs> so we got a bit scared i think we came back on the monday yeah but i, I, I did i did like it i did like yeah. it yeah it's that just one i uh, couldn't breathe i was uh, rolling around like making a <laughs> puddle I'm, ex- I'm um, that example she just said it like um uh, too lazy not uh, too long without mm-hmm. workout and i push myself too hard mm-hmm. you know and that scared me you know? uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I need uh, <laughs> i need like to go slowly into it and also your male egos come in i'm not going to do less than that one yeah a little, you try to, you try to like, <laughs> i would rather die oh uh, that my that ego's at the door i could care less i'm like i just i just need to get through this <laughs> and, not and then die. i kind of like watch the other guy i'm like okay i'll try to just stay around <laughs> there i'm not gonna go much harder than that though oh uh, it kicks my ass and then i i haven't been to the friday class yet because mm-hmm. Well, face it, Friday, I, I want to go have a beer and have dinner. Yeah, but how much better would that dinner taste after that, like, a uh, really good transition? I, I, I 100% agree. But, uh, mm. my, but can my, you imagine how amazing that steak tastes when you've earned it? Oh, I know. Mm. I know. <laughs> Don't, you're, you're killing me. <laughs> Motivating <laughs> with food. Motivate me with food. That's all it takes. <laughs> but I, I need to get to that class. What what happens on that day? Because I've, I've yet, yet on Fridays? to... Fridays? Yeah, what happens on Fridays? Fridays are tough. Oh, okay. That's why. <laughs> oh, because you didn't have to see my face for two days afterwards. Ah, 
Okay, yeah, so that's what, right. Like, what would you do on a typical Friday? Like, oh, I switch it up. It's always a surprise. Oh, God. <laughs> sometimes it can be a chipper day (laughs) yeah so it'll be a partner workout so um a lot of reps but you're going to chip away with it like between the two of you okay um or then it's just like pretty high rep amount with running and and stuff like that oh my god fun times also my favorite burpee is always in there somewhere yeah so what is your favorite uh Would we? It wouldn't be a routine, an exercise movement. Let's say. Well, I love. Well, I I love the burpee. I just do. I. I why, why is that? Why do you love the burpee? <laughs> because it's it's everything, man. It's speed, agility, coordination, flexibility, strength, everything in one movement. You work everything: your legs, your back, your arms, your core. Everything is working in this this movement when you do it right. So yeah, but also because like I'm I'm short. So burpees are pretty easy for me. Ah. Now, when you're like six foot four, not so much fun. You know? no. <laughs> no. But yeah, I like the burpee. But it's a love-hate relationship with the burpee. And if it's lifting, uh, for sure, deadlift is my absolute favorite. Deadlift. Did you, did you ever get into power, Not or uh, maybe not power lifting, mm. but were you training weights in the gym? Um, I had at one point, I had a, a proper Olympic weightlifting coach. Um, okay. He was training at Tiger and we did like, uh, but that's, it was after I left Tiger and he was uh, coaching me and he uh, like just fixed my techniques from all the Olympic weight lifts and, and also brought me like an absolute new understanding on how complex it is. It is like very, very complex and what is required to be able to do like, for example, the snatch and how technically difficult this lift is, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, at that point I was probably at my <laughs> heaviest and biggest but i was in t- strong in terms of being strong yeah yeah but i was jacked. strong but i like but it's not nice when a person my height like i, I weighed like 66 kilos holy shit <laughs> i was like a little tank my god i know i'd go to the masseuse and it'd be like oh face so pretty body like man <laughs> i mean 66 kilo yeah for your height and, and just mm-hmm. a solid ball of muscle yeah is, try finding clothes my god <laughs> like was, it's like no I, I couldn't find any clothes, man. It's just So like, what was your diet for that? You're just lots of protein. I just ate whatever I wanted to. Anything, yeah. And I was just, because I was, I was using up so much and I wanted to, of course, like um, support the muscles, build the mass. Were you competing? Or no. Just I doing just, it, did it for yourself. What was your goal at that time? You're like, I want to be... Be fucking strong. That was what I wanted to be. <laughs> no. no, it just happens. Like I'm that kind of type when I don't have to, like I've got very good, my muscles just start to build. And because I'm short, I look like a... Yeah. And it comes back really quick. Mm. But yeah, I was pulling like in a, pulling over 130 kilos. Deadlift. Oh, 130. My God. Uh, okay. So I, I'm not that big. So I was going to like. <laughs> for for like one rep, two reps? Or? My one rep max was yeah, over 130 kilos. Oh, I was 150. And that was, a, yeah. Mine was 150. <laughs> <laughs> you go sumo or? Uh, no sumo. Mm. I, I did deadlifts for a while, but I would do them uh quite heavy and just like one day one week would be two reps the next week would be five so you're like loading loading mm. a lot Strength of loading yeah. i would never really, i would never go higher than eight but it was pretty but much it, like it, but it depends what you want so are you building strength are you building muscle endurance are you just, toning so like yeah no that's I wasn't how toning. many reps you're doing yeah because toning i i mean you know, I'm just naturally toned and ripped, <laughs> <laughs> like, especially ripped. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm wear, I'm wearing the linen now. <laughs> no one will know. No, yeah, no. They all know. The, oh, damn it! 
it's it's gonna happen. I don't care. Tonight I'm eating a burger. That's it. No. You going to Kamala? I'm gonna go to no. I'm gonna go. I will go. To, I think with my girlfriend we'll go to O'Hara's. We always we like, she likes that spot because it kind of feels as we will get back to pubby. Me, me being ripped. But uh, we'll get back. Um, it feels pubby and it kind of feels like you're in a city. Yeah, like a somewhere little else. bit. Yeah, yeah. It, when you're in there, it doesn't feel like you're in Phuket. Mm. And Where she, is she? she? It's at the uh, beside Peppers and Boat Avenue. Oh, okay. It has a nice feel to it though. It's like, yeah, you feel like you're in a city kind of. But I'm not a city person anyway, so well. she loves it. She's from Singapore. So. Uh. I'm like, all right, let's go. And I don't care because they feed me. So, so like, Kitty, we do have a question for you oh. here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Is we it have live or no? Oh, no. no, we no, no not live, live no, but uh, yeah, yeah. From, <laughs> from Instagram, uh, people are asking, uh, one question is, uh, how long have you been coaching for? From um, 2011. 2011. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who was the person? Shout out. We got to. It's get Magnus, some. man. Oh, it's Magnus. Yeah, it's hey. Magnus. <laughs> hey, Magnus. Humorde. Magnus. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, we, we were discussing with that, discussing that today. That So we had Magnus had on. Oh, what, what, you got another question there? Yeah, it's from Renata. Oh, how did you find your passion for coaching? Oh, how did you find your passion First for coaching? First of all, I want to give a shout out to Renata. She makes amazing jewelry. Okay. Fusion. That's Let's cool. check that out. All unique, all unique. Renata's one. Uh, also, she's one of your students. Yes, yes. So uh, Brazilian as well. Yep. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hello, hello, Renata. <laughs> so <laughs> if you guys want unique uh, handmade jewelry uh, made with love from this island, yeah, soy fusion. How how can they get in touch with her? Instagram. What's Insta up? What's her Instagram? Um, her soy s u a y dot f u s i o n soy fusion soy fusion mm -hmm. okay we'll we'll, we'll we put a handle we'll put that in the the description click the link below <laughs> subscribe find it and she how does she how is she making that she's doing it all herself yep. here and, and and sourcing the yeah yeah oh, that's pretty dope so though. it's like is that all hers everything you're wearing uh, these two are not this one this one is so. Um, she's very spiritual and uh, she's into astrology as well. Okay. And so like they're all these uh, natural stones and crystals and, and, you know, they have a meaning behind them. And, and what about yourself? Well, Are you into astrology and all that stuff? Well, I do. I believe in the universe and all that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and um, I do believe in in. And that these kind of stuff. That bracelet, are, could you, are you able to walk through it and explain specifically like um, what is what and so why? We've got, well, probably, I think she's going to kill me if I get these wrong. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's got onyx, hey, which is a protection protection stone, um, black onyx. It uh, helps <clears throat> from negative energy and all that. Citrine is my birthstone because um, I'm a Scorpio. It's got also some meaning in this. Yep. I'm so sorry, I forgot the stones. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's okay, Renata. <laughs> <laughs> and same obsidian, um, lava stone, which is grounding and... and uh, what's that snowflake? That's a lot of stones to remember mm. there as well. No, no, and they all are different. Like you have labradorite, which is the the wizard stone. I've got amethyst, which is a, a healing stone. And so, are you spiritual? Are you religious as well? Or not religious? No. Uh, I see. I never knew I, that. That's a hard one <laughs> to even uh, understand what it that is. I believe in energies. energies. I believe in vibes. Yeah, I mean, like. That. like uh, I don't believe in a in a white man with a with a brown beard and, and a and a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but man, if you can actually make water into wine, yeah, holler at yeah. your homie. <laughs> Come on over here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's always a touchy subject for mm. me. It's uh, I I just I don't care. I, I believe in like the I believe in the universe. I believe in energies, mm. vibes, karma, um, and yeah, 
Mm. But I, I'm not going to say like it's not a you know the white guy. <laughs> and about your Or passion, mm. yeah, where does it come from? My passion for coaching, I think it's just when you are able to do something and make a change for someone, and you feel them and you see them being happier and healthier, and you are part of that. It's pretty fucking cool, mm. you know. And if if there's some people that I've had so many different kinds of 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 clients from people who were morbidly obese to people who had massive like because of some weight issues they were having panic attacks anxieties to be able to see these people because you help them to be able to go outside and not panic or or like to be able to not be dead yeah. <laughs> for example the one that was morbidly obese he didn't like the way he was going he would have died and when you help them and you help them change their lives to become happier and healthier And and be and better versions of themselves. It, it's it's fucking awesome. Did, man. did he lose a lot of weight? Yeah, uh, just working out with you. I'm sure he's doing of course, a lot of other, other things. Yeah, other yeah. things as well. But yeah. but you know, it's funny sometimes when you're a PT, you're also a bit. Of, you you realize you become a bit of a shrink as well. Oh okay. <laughs> you know, you you do have to understand your client where certain things are coming from, why this happened. You know, so it, there is a lot of psychology to it as well. Mm. And and then finding what that per what what motivates that person and what will keep that motivation up and how, how this change can be, be permanent and not just a, you know, quick fix and then go back to the old ways. And do you connect with your clients also on a, per, like yes. a personal, like yes. a, fr a friend level yes. as well and see them to. outside of, let's say, the, um, the it class. depends. Um, it depends. Like I have a lot of people that are in my class that are my friends. I have friends that, um, that I do PTs with and that are my friends that I hang out But uh, mainly, uh, like, I, I connect with them on a personal level just due to the fact that when I connect with them, you open up easier to me, which finds which helps me in my job to find what gets you to tick mm -hmm. and what will keep you motivated. Um, do I always go to dinner with my clients and stuff like that? No. No, like, with some, it is strictly this is that. But yep. I still would say that I'm in, like, when I am there, I am your friend because I need to know you. As a person, I can't not know you because if I don't know you, I don't know why we're doing this. You need to connect. Yeah. There has to be, it yeah. has to be personal. There has yeah. to be that and energy. Also, yeah. And also and like uh, there, there is clients that I, I realize that I don't click with and then I suggest them to someone else. Okay. You know, because we've just didn't vibe. So it's the motivation again is going to suffer from that. You know? Yeah, you don't also don't want that affecting the rest of the no, class as no, well, this no. negative energy. And no, but the class, class setting is different. With class settings, no, it's, uh, okay. a lot of them is oh, mainly PT. like, you're but I'm PT. talking about PTs. PTs. Class setting is, is no, um, with a lot of classes and that I barely, like if they get big, I, I, I might not even know your name. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what about, do you, do you have any? I uh, try to, I try to, but I've got a really shit <laughs> memory for names. <laughs> yeah, we all do. I, I think that's also a thing living in Phuket mm. because you meet so many people. No, and and it's a thing, especially when, like, for example, I was working in the clubs. I was looking at 3,000 people. Yeah. My name was on the thing. It's easy for you to know who I am, but, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, you. Here's <laughs> that guy that's drunk every other Saturday. Yeah, it's like, hey, you. Um, yeah. How are right. you doing? Yeah, it's, it's difficult. I mean... Mm. And uh, for me personally, I always find like I need to meet someone like five times <laughs> before I remember their name. Otherwise, it's just like, all right, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and also you see them, you'll see them once and then you'll see them again eight months later yeah. and you're like, oh, how the fuck do I know this person? And it, uh, the worst is when they come out, you're like, hey, Kitty, it's so good to see you. And you're like, 
right? <laughs> <laughs> like, but if, if it's like, yeah. hey, you're like, I think I know you. I think I saw you from where. Then you're like, okay, cool. Like, oh, yeah, my name's Kitty. What was your name again? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. You can kind of go back to the, okay, I don't actually know who the fuck you are kind of a thing. But when they come at you with like a, sometimes even with a hug and like, hey, Kitty, so good to see you. Like, Oh, shit. Like, all right. Sorry. And it's like, this is my friend Brandon. Brandon, please introduce yourself so I can yeah, get yeah, your name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to get a, you got, that's the way to get in. Yeah, what's your <laughs> name? <laughs> no, I've done that a million times. And I think everyone can kind of relate to that in, in Phuket, especially like if you've gone out at night and you've had more drinks than they do. Dude, I crashed a wedding, and, well, Semi crashed a wedding in Bali and the bride and her like bridesmaids and, and one of their friends recognized me and knew who I was. They've been training at Tiger Muay Thai when I was coaching. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. And they're like, oh, Kitty. I'm like, <laughs> I just crashed this wedding. Why do these people know me? I don't know who they are. I'm in Bali. What the fuck? And they're like, oh, we were training with you at Tiger. I'm like. Sure you were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they're so. I mean, I'm just here for the food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for the free food and drinks. <laughs> well, there's so the turnover is so high here. I mean, it's, I it's crazy. Like I had some uh, some friends working in PP, and like I'm like, how many faces did you see every day? Like thousands, mm. probably. And also, it's kind of the point where like uh, this might sound pretty, but like this is our home, you know. And yeah. for a lot of people, this is like a holiday destination, you know. But we live here, and people come, people go, and and end of the day, you know, you can meet cool people, but it's not that good. For, I see it as not that good for you to to constantly say goodbye. So, like, for me, if I didn't know that you actually live here or you're here for a longer period of time or something like that, I wouldn't kind of even make an effort because I just don't like constantly saying bye. And then it's the whole kind of like, oh, I'm going to be back, I'm going to be back, and and most people don't, you know? And it's like, yeah. And and a person that's on holiday is a very, very different person than where they are when they're like, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, I don't bother. But if I know that, like, okay, like you guys live here, blah blah blah, we train together. Yeah, I get to. Yeah, it's not, it's I'll, I'll not make a, a like a effort to know you, like, right? What's it? It's not a relationship. It's a vacation ship. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's kind of what happens, you know. It's, it's 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 always a different person. I mean, I think we've all been there. You know, yeah. Some significant other or whatnot. Yeah, but not, not, <laughs> not, not even just with the significant other side, but mm. even in friends general, you know. Yeah, like, for you sure. Know, you meet awesome people after awesome people, and then you constantly have to say bye to them. You know, it's just like, oh, <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. and they, and they, it's not I, fun, you know? Yeah. And it's, and I, I connect to that. Uh, I, mm. I'm the same too, you know? Yeah. So then I'm like, I don't want to even like kind of get to know if you're not here for mi- minimum six months. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. And it's a lot of energy as well. Yeah, it and, is. And kind it of is. being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. And not too. Yeah. And, and a lot of the times it, these, they're getting a lot of energy out of you than mm-hmm. you're getting out of them because you know, it's always the same thing. Like, where do I eat? Where do I go? How do I do this? Yeah, do I do yeah, that, that too. You, you don't want to become a tour guide either. Yeah. Right? And then also it's it's like, you know, when you've seen, like, those tours and those trips, like, if you're coming from abroad and you've, uh, you've like, saved money, you can kind of afford it. But if you're in Thailand for longer, you're working Thai salaries, you're, like, 3,000 baht flying Hanuman or, or, or whatever PP day trip or whatever it is, it's, it's quite a lot. Yeah. And it's, like, it's fine to do it once, but then... You're not going to do it every every fucking time now, are you? you know, yeah, and also you don't like, really... Okay, I'll, I'll organize this for you. You go by yourself. I'm going to do my thing. Yeah, and you don't want to do it every time no, as well. No, I mean, like, it's, 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 I mean, you live here long enough, and I mean, I've 
drive to let's say Krabi. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's beautiful. It is. It's three hours, but you're not going to go every weekend. No, 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 no. Right. No. So it's uh, you know, and it's 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 funny these places here. I find too is like they're they lose their i don't want to say they lose their charm but it's the first time is always the best and then mm -hmm. it's slowly like that experience diminishes every time you go back except for pp that i want to always hold <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been to pp in years really when's when's the last time you went there holy shit when was the last time i've been there dude 2016 17 i haven't been there in at least a year and 2013 half. probably God, I 13. know you're due 2013 and 2014. Let's uh bring the uh. class out there for the weekend. <laughs> you're not gonna believe how is that place now. I've been there at the beginning of this year, it's like a ghost city. Everywhere's it, a ghost city. Look at Patong, it's oh, fucking but, scoop. But, it's it's, it's like so creepy. It's creepy, yeah. spooky, man. It's spooky, yeah. Pee pee, but though, but it's, it's like trash everywhere. No tourists. Oh, that's disgusting. Nobody's it, taking care of it. Yeah, no, I mean, why would you, right? I mean, what's there to do? It's di so yeah, difficult. But like, then when it does open up, what a job you have to fucking get everything ready. If you would have done a little bit, you know, kept yeah, it clean, stuff like that. When they open that place, it's going to be, I think, a bit of a nightmare. I think a lot of people are going to be trying to grab back shops because everyone rents, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will be coming in and like trying to grab the hot spots that were good before. Because mm -hmm. I mean, that place makes money. I mean, if you have a if you have a bar in the right location and oh, yeah. they're making tons yeah. of cash. I mean, every night you could be there. And on, all the young ones always coming in, like so oh, many sweets. It's kind of part of let's say the the. It's like right, there were so many Swedes in PP. Yeah, always, I don't so know what many. it was. So many fucking Swedes. I I always met them a lot in Copenhagen and Co PP <laughs> when I was backpacking. A lot Scandinavian people. I never saw so oh, many. Phuket Scandin as well, yeah. Phuket as well. I, like uh, yeah, I travel. Phuket has now gone to the Chinese, Russians, yeah, and the French Arab. Kind they don't go to South America at all. Like mm -hmm. uh, South America, never met once. A, a Swedish and but a Finn. Would it, I don't know. Was it because it takes so fucking long to get there? Maybe. Maybe. But is that for a same distance, isn't it? To uh, from uh, from the Nordics to the South America or Southeast Asia, it's quite the same distance. But uh, they prefer to come this but side. I think yeah. yeah, maybe flight tickets are cheaper to Asia than they are to South America. Probably. And also, once you're there in in, in Europe or, or whatnot, mm. it's ex it's expensive, yeah, yeah, right. So you'd rather come out here as well. I mean, and I, I was we were gonna say that. Um, I mean, this podcast is kind of turning into a Scandinavian podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Th three yeah. out of the four people that have been on have been like Finland, Finland, and Sweden, and then we got Brazil. <laughs> We've yet to have an American uh, or uh, another European on here as well. <laughs> All right. Um, it's almost beer o'clock. It's almost class o'clock, mate. Class o'clock. What time's your class today? Um, well, it's not... Uh, uh, 6.15? Yeah, around. Okay. We, 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 we will drive past. <laughs> well, drive past yeah. I, I know. I, got, I, I was supposed to... I got to go to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there next next week. So what, yeah, what are you going to do for next week anyways? Um, most likely just run them, um, you know, near the skate park and then... Do this thing. Yeah. Because I was there yesterday, nobody said anything. People were like all exercising around there. So why the fuck? I think not? it's okay. I mean, based on the the new rules they've released, I don't think you're going no, against anything. But if if they come and say something, I'll just point at the fucking skateboarders and go, "Oi! If they can skate around there, why can't I do a push up?" Yeah, it's like, what, strange. What the fuck? <laughs> you know. And they're also playing football. In football the pitch. should be banned, actually, right now. 
Is it? Yeah, I think so because it's encounter sport. I see them. They're playing it like every. I think they're still playing really? on the pitch. Yeah, yeah yesterday, yesterday they played. I it's always watch from my balcony. Every day yeah. they play. They played yesterday. Yeah, yeah play, but I think uh, it, they've changed now the rules because it's an encounter sport, let's and they see. can only have three per team. Some crap oh. like this. I don't know. I don't know. Oh the, my god! The ties usually <laughs> play. No sense. Their football is crazy. Yeah. They play like half a pitch, like thirty aside. It's like thirty versus thirty. <laughs> Nobody runs. It's just like, and they do the same with uh, uh, basketball as well. If you play basketball with them, it's like you'll play full court, but it's like literally fifteen on fifteen, <laughs> and you're like, how what the fuck is going on here? All right, well. Anyways, on that note, I'm going to have a this beer. I was looking at the uh, I, the time. No, wait. Oh, now it's almost five. Yeah, almost five. 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 Oh, no. you got another question? No, 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 no. No, yes, wait. No. No. Actually, yes, it was. It asked, I you already asked it. How do I prefer to be paid? Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> Apparently, uh, yeah. How, how how do I prefer Strip to get paid? Cash. Do you accept baby. Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah. accept Bitcoin? I take Bitcoin, um, <laughs> Mastercard, <laughs> cash, gold, silver's gold. going up. Silver? Silver's gold going up. Silver? Yeah, yeah, like silver chunks. Yeah. What about like uh, burgers? Or? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so how, how do you prefer anything? You're, you'll take, or, or is that an actual question? I, I'm, now I'm confused what's going <laughs> it on It was there. a question. Okay. I like bank transfer. Bank transfer. Or cash. Or cash. Oh, that's easy. No. Well, then, of course, yeah, yeah. you know, Bitcoin. No. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't. Nobody's crazy that. Crazy hey. enough. What, are you telling me that I'm not worth $67,000? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, so, man? Yeah, way to go. I'm like, really? Let's pick on that. Yeah, least. and that's why you're single. You don't yeah. talk to women. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're supposed to say I'm you're sorry. more than. I'm always polite, you're, you know. <laughs> you're worth more than all the Bitcoin in the world. No, you're not. But <laughs> I'm just getting on her side so I don't get attacked and she forgets that I'm not coming to training. Yeah. <laughs> that's the plan here. All right, so I, I think what we'll do is we'll wrap up and kind of at the end, uh, uh, why don't you let everyone know how they can find you, how they could book a class, all your contact info. Um, well, you can hit me up. The easiest way is probably Instagram, um, coach underscore kitty. That's me. Yeah. K-I-T-T-Y. Um, yeah. And yeah, that would be the best one because I don't like giving my phone number. Yeah, <laughs> right. You can email me. Uh, kitty.tepo at gmail.com. So it's K-I-T-T-Y dot T-E-P-P-O. At gmail.com. Yep. But Boom. Instagram's best way to go. Yep. And then if I like you, I'll give you my phone number. Whee. So just slide into my DMs. <laughs> Sold. You're going to have a lot of, you're going to get a lot of like randoms coming in that aren't oh even on the God. island. Um, yeah. No, I've had them, especially the ones from the neighboring country, like the, you know, the Indians that come in. Oh, they, what, they try to slide it. You get Darling, a lot of people sliding in. Yeah. Oh my God. DMs. I don't get anyone. I'm I'm useless. I wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's because I'm a male. <laughs> That's probably why. Um, all right. Well, the uh, last thing. Oh, what camera do you want me to look at? This one. All right. Now we're looking at this. We got so many damn cameras here. Uh, so the last thing. So again, this podcast is brought to you by. We got to do our plug. I mean, man's got to eat. These burgers ain't cheap. Um, we're a uh, fruiting body. Mushrooms will be selling medicinal mushroom supplements such as lion's mane, reishi, cordyceps. Uh, not your magical kind yet. Uh, wink, wink. No, I'm joking. We're not selling that shit. But um, you can find us at Fruiting Body Mushrooms or the website Fruiting Body. Uh, so that's the end of episode four with 
Kitty Teppo, coach Kitty Strength and Conditioning, not CrossFit. And <laughs> I got that right. Crushed it. And uh, well, we'll have her back. Uh, leave a, leave some comments for her because <laughs> if she comes back, we, we want to crush her on the comment questions. Oh. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, come check her out. Uh, we're in the Chernteley area or just in general yep. in, in, in Phuket. And you can reach out to her again on Instagram yep. at Kitty underscore and the coach underscore coach kitty. underscore kitty yeah right we'll now put something here like yeah. right there like you click it and something right now it's the best way to just ask where they are because i you know the situation is pretty shit Gyms yeah are closed, things could blah, blah, blah. so yeah. uh if you want to join classes or or if you want to ask about pts um it's better to send me a yeah. message and and we'll, and i'll tell you because the situation is not exactly yeah, we, we don't ideal, know. but uh, we don't know what's going to be what's, where she's making gonna be. making best out of a shitty yeah. situation, right? She won't be back at Bangla. We ain't going back. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to watch the full video on YouTube, come visit our channel, Fruiting Body Podcast. We can also be found on Instagram at Fruiting Body Podcast. Please be sure to share and follow this podcast with friends and family. Thank you very much.